Welcome to Guilty Treasures, a podcast about everything you ever loved and were afraid to talk about. I'm your host, Ann Kern. And I am also your host, Emily Cardamus. So this week we have on my friend Mimi, who is an incredibly skilled animator and artist, but today she wanted to talk about World Ballet Day, which I had never heard of until she brought it up. I think I might have seen the hashtag roll by at some point, but I didn't I didn't have any familiarity really with it as a yeah. concept. There's so many, so many days um, right, right. out there. And, and, and like, I can't say I ever had like dance particularly on my radar. Like I, mm. my, the level of dance that I'm aware of is my bad uh, flailing that passes for some kind of like expression of joy. And that's basically it. <laughs> Um, but other than that, I, I know nothing about it. I do not perform it. So it's it's brand new, uh, brand new territory. Mm. Much like Mimi, I very, very briefly took ballet classes and then decided that I didn't like it and quit. So <laughs> <laughs> much much to the disappointment, I'm sure, of, of a number of people, because I do have naturally very good turnout, which is the sort of thing that a lot of dancers work at for a very long time. And I'm just weirdly flexible. So... <laughs> Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, so I can I can impress ballet dancers by the way that I can turn my feet at unnatural angles, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> this one trick will uh, astound and anger ballet dancers. Mm-hmm. That's really, I don't have, I'm not good at dancing at all in general, I would say. I can headbang okay, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much it. <laughs> so, you know, that's the only thing I have going for me, but there is that. Yeah. But you don't need you don't need ballet skills to enjoy ballet. Right. No, absolutely. You can just like appreciate an art for an art form. And, and that's what I think is a really lovely thing about this topic that she shared. It's like you get to see like uh, like she described, you get to see all parts of it mm-hmm. versus the very polished version that I think most people are accustomed to seeing when they think of ballet. Yeah, and I think that peek behind the curtain is probably maybe especially interesting for people who who don't really think about the work that goes into it and the effort and the process of of, you know, doing this as as a career. Mm-hmm. But much like it's a peek behind the curtain of the world of ballet, this intro is the peek behind the podcast curtain. But we'll we'll lower the curtain now. The show's beginning and we'll just go right onto the conversation. Don't you raise a curtain? Well, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Oh, shoot, you do. That's good. You should leave that part in, though. (laughs) All right. Um, But yeah, well, Mimi, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and talk with us today. Oh, I'm so happy that you invited me to come talk. I'm really excited. (laughs) I'm So uh, if you could, uh, for, for everyone at home, could you introduce yourself, uh, maybe like say a little bit about what you do or, or what you're interested in or, you know, whether it's a hobby or your job and uh, and then introduce the topic that you brought to talk about today. OK, um, I'm Mimi Chu. I am mostly an animator. Sometimes I do illustration and design, but um, I mostly work on TV animation. Sometimes I do things like trailers and um, like tabletop role-playing game things here and there, too. And today I wanted to talk about something very close to my heart, World Ballet Day. <laughs> I I don't know anything about this. I think the first time I no. even was aware of this was when you had mentioned it to me. Um, so 
it's nothing too spectacular because, like, you've all heard of ballet, right? Sure. Yes. <laughs> it's basically just that. Um, so World Ballet Day is the kind of day where a lot of big ballet studios will, like, live stream all of their rehearsals, and it usually takes place during the first week of October, but last year, for some reason, it was at the end of October. But it's kind of just a day where they, like, give people, like, a little peek into how the ballet world works, like, with rehearsals, props, everything like that. Mm -hmm. So it's nothing too special, like, it doesn't stray too far from, like, what it actually is, just World Ballet Day, but... Mm -hmm. I really like watching the live streams every year and I always it kind of kind of reinvigorates my love for ballet because I always seem to forget in the middle of the year and this day <laughs> kind of uh, brings it back up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where did you where did your interest in ballet come from? So my mom actually used to do ballet. Oh, okay. It was like her career before she had children. Mm. Um, and so when we were growing up, she was probably one of those parents that like were like, oh, I need my baby to like listen to like Mozart or like Bach <laughs> to make them smart. So she would always put on like ballets when we were young, like CDs. Mm. And so she would like put on like Swan Lake or like Coppelia, those kind of things. And it was always playing in our house, so I think it's, like, been set in my mind since then. And uh, my mom made us take a few dance classes here and there, but they didn't really stick. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go and see, like, live ballet? Did you have the opportunity to do that when you were a kid? I feel like we have a few times, but it's been, I want to say, like, maybe a decade and a half since I went <laughs> to see a ballet performance, like, live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which... I, I've been wanting to see it, but I always keep putting it off for some reason because I can't find anybody who would actually want to go with me. <laughs> <laughs> is it relatively, like, accessible? Like, because you're in New York, uh, right? Yes. So, like, is, is is ballet a big thing in performance still? Yes. Uh, so they usually do kind of rehashes of older ballets because, you know, a lot of these, like, ballet performances or suites are, like, choreographed. The music is all from, like, the 18 or 1900s sure. or even older than that. Um, so what they do is they kind of take that choreography and kind of revamp it or change up the props or costumes mm. every few years. And it's kind of something where people really like it because it's like beholden to tradition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's like a lot of iconic scenes, iconic pieces uh, that people would want to see almost every year, kind of like as a tradition. And the thing about ballet is that it doesn't get any less impressive, uh, like, the more you see it. It just stays impressive, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when did you then find out about this event, this this World Ballet Day, like, all this live streaming and, and that sort of thing? So my sister actually showed it to me because I think she was also feeling nostalgic. She's like, you remember when mom used to put on all that ballet music? Like, this is a great thing that you can watch. And it basically kind of brought up this feeling of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of watched them together in the beginning. And it's kind of like the familial feeling is what I get from mm -hmm. it, basically. Yeah, yeah. So who's who's live streaming? Because like a lot of times um, when there's, you know, World Peanut Butter Appreciation Day or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know what, what the, the there are so many now. It's usually just like kind of random people saying, hey, peanut butter, it's great. So I'm I'm curious about like 
you were saying about live streams. So is this like ballet companies and schools who are who are doing a lot of this content for this special day? Yeah, so this is a relatively new thing. It only started in 2014. Mm. Okay. So it's just basically a lot of big major ballet companies, including the Royal Ballet, which I think is like the crown jewel of the ballet world. And I guess in my opinion, I don't know if it's going to start any like... <laughs> Uh, ballet wars. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like a lot of other companies do it too, like big ones like Bolshoi Ballet, like Mm -hmm. Royal Swedish Ballet, San Francisco Ballet. Uh, They basically just live stream. And because it's the major companies that kind of garners a lot of attention from people who have like even like a pinky in the ballet world to like watch out of curiosity. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, so they're you. You say they're primarily like live streaming, like rehearsals and those sorts of things. Like, what is the difference for you between that and like watching a live performance or a recorded performance of of like a fully finished production? Well, it's kind of like the same reason why like people buy art books or like watch directors' cuts or commentaries. It's kind mm-hmm. of like it's really cool to see the inner workings of how you even come to that perfectly finessed ballet performance with the mm-hmm. full costumes, stage uh, sets, and the performance itself. It's really nice to see that like behind all of that quote unquote perfection, there are steps and mistakes that need to be made in order to mm-hmm. reach there. And I just think that's really cool because the way these people approach it, they're very casual about it because it's their job. Like, <laughs> I do this every day. I know how to go on point. Like, it's no like, like it's no problem. But I think for people who don't do dance, myself included, it's really cool to see it flow together in a very casual way. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you're even more amazed because the way these people go about rehearsals and the way they talk about like making props it seems amazing and I just think it's really cool that they show their kind of vulnerability of like putting it together Mm because you do see the mistakes you do see like they do like show how the props are made they're like there is actually um an Alice in Wonderland ballet that the Royal Ballet does and one of the props is a cake that has a trampoline on the inside of it so that (laughs) the ballet performers can jump on Oh and they, gosh. like, completely tell you that. They're like, oh, yeah, there's a trampoline in there, but we truly had to make it look like a cake and have durable enough fabric for it. It's just, like, they show you everything, and I think it's kind of the serotonin you get from getting an inside <laughs> look on something, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It, it's that, like, joy of watching someone be an expert at something else that, like, you have some familiarity in, but not you're, you're not an expert in, so you're like, oh, you are, you know what you're doing, and this is, like, <laughs> what seems like magic to me is completely mundane to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, everybody knows what ballet is, but not everybody knows maybe how hard it can be, or, like, the little minute details, because sometimes the instructors in these rehearsals they have to stop their perform- uh, the practice and be like, no, 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 like your leg was too low. And I'm like, how? <laughs> <laughs> so since you do work as an animator, and I mean, even just uh, being an artist, I would think, is this something that you find interesting or engaging? Do you think partially because you sort of have to be so focused on motion and on precision and trying to like, because I think you, if you see a, a raw form of something that winds up being perfect, I would, I would think as an animator that that's 
interesting to see what the differences are in in the motions and you know maybe see it a little slower with a little less tutu so you can see better what's going on like do you do you find that it's useful from like a research or educational standpoint it's actually really interesting because i'm going to actually say no (laughs) because the thing about ballet is it's not supposed to look like realistic movement Mm. oh and so yeah i think what i can learn from actual world ballet day like rehearsals is the very jarring uh, difference between like doing the performance in this perfect like poised strong movement and then going straight back into like casual walking (laughs) (laughs) so i think that's actually really interesting so i'm thinking maybe i could learn from that and i think the movement difference between performing as a ballet as a ballerina and then going back to moving as a normal person is actually quite interesting and Mm -hmm. i never thought about that but now that you bring it up maybe i'll look (laughs) into it more (laughs) no that's 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 definitely an interesting point because i i think i've had a similar experience in just like watching performers live of, of that thing of like realizing that people exist in 3D space and like perform in 3D space. So I, 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 I'm just seeing like that parallel of like, oh, this is what the human body can do. And it's, it's that, that contrast between the two extremes of like very casual and then very, very controlled. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's probably like one of the great things about theater, whether it's ballet or like musical or anything in between, mm-hmm. is that it is perfected to a point, but that's what it's so that's what's so fun to watch about it. <laughs> yeah. D- do you have like a favorite, like I guess one of these streams that you've watched through the years? Yes, and uh, it's actually from again the Alice in Wonderland uh, ballet that the Royal Ballet does, mm-hmm. and my favorite live stream performance from this is basically the Mad Hatter introduction. And it's funny, I talk about like, oh, World Ballet Day, I love ballet. But the reason why I love this live stream is because they don't do ballet, they they tap dance in it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's just interesting because uh, Alice in Wonderland is relatively new in the ballet world. It was like made in 2011, I think. Oh, wow. Hmm. And so when they were making it, it's like, it's modern. It shouldn't just rely on old traditions. Mm-hmm. We should introduce newer styles of dance into it. So in order to like enhance the Mad Hatter's kind of mad persona, they introduced tap dance into <laughs> his kind of choreography flavor. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because um, even outside of performance, like in the actual rehearsals of the live stream, they show the performer and I think they're understudy. So it's two people going at once. Oh, and it's wow. incredibly satisfying to hear the taps sync up oh, during gosh. the <laughs> rehearsal. Yeah, it's like they infuse tap into it, but they like give it that extra ballet perfection finesse and i think that's really interesting (laughs) Mm -hmm. are they like going over those sorts of like minutiae during these streams or is that just something you've gleaned from like you know your own kind of deep dive into these companies and these ballets oh no they like they go into it during the live streams like they are constantly start and stop yeah kind of how like a rehearsal would go so if the instructor sees something wrong with the practice then they'll just immediately stop it and give criticisms, feedback, and then 
immediately continue it and they'll like talk extensively on like what needs to be fixed and it's kind of interesting because you don't really see the fixes they need that need to be made but when they do it it's like wow that was so much better it's you know it's just it's just like that (laughs) so it's not so much like deliberate behind the scenes content in the way that like it's not constructed for people to watch in an educational way it's it's what they would be doing anyway but with a camera there is that is that exactly it's not curated it's just literally a live stream Mm. of a class that they do and like they have to fluff it up for the day like the world ballet day yeah and so sometimes they'll have like a live audience watching it and it's like maybe a lot more um constructed but it's still they don't like cut in and out Mm -hmm. from different uh performances it's literally live and you're watching it now so you get to see all the mistakes and all of the kind of changes they make and you get to see the improvement from start to end during Mm -hmm. these classes all i can think about is like what if that's the one day you beef it like (laughs) <laughs> like what if you're there and that's the one day you like trip on stage or something like like every other class has been like completely normal and fine and then but no you turn the camera on and then just like you know <laughs> that's all i can like think about now it's like the curse of like right. when somebody's watching all of a sudden you can't do it anymore right <laughs> right it's, i mean especially considering like it it sounds like you're kind of just like a fly on the wall like you're just kind you kind of get to see you know, what an everyday scenario would be for these performers. Yeah, I think lucky for them because they are professional performers who go on stage almost every day. Like, being watched (laughs) is, like, no problem to them anymore. And sometimes there are, like, mistakes that happen. Like, I seen somebody who, like, slipped when they were performing and luckily their partner was there to catch them. Mm. But, like, you know, they just brush it off because it's another day of practice for them. Because I'm sure that happens on other days when they're not being recorded, too. And it's, it's refreshing to see, like, how professional they are and... Like, even though they do make mistakes, like, again, the show must go on (laughs) kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you have, like, a favorite... I mean, it's it's hard to sort of break something down into component parts like that. Although, I think if you're watching behind-the-scenes content, it's a little bit easier to separate different aspects of a performance from each other because it's less polished. Are you, like, a bigger fan of the, like, the athleticism of dance or uh, interpretation of the music or the music itself or the props or the costumes? Like, is there something about ballet that you engage with more than the other aspects? I think I definitely engage with the athleticism of it all Mm -hmm. specifically because like I guess I don't really watch sports so I'm not interested in like the athleticism in the traditional sense but the fact that Mm -hmm. like they have to do all of these things while maintaining a very delicate kind of persona and like with a smile on their face at most times Mm -hmm. and I think it's kind of just like an amazing feat of athleticism instead of the athleticism itself does that make sense (laughs) yeah yeah it does (laughs) yeah it's it's more the accomplishment and not the like actual physicality of it yeah exactly and sometimes i'll just rewatch like ballet performances over and over again to kind of see like how long they have to hold a pose for or like Mm -hmm. how many like revelations a person might have to do just it's just really impressive like i can't even do one or stand (laughs) on my toes or touch my toes i'm not flexible so (laughs) just being so like this is the exact opposite of like who i am it just makes it even more impressive if that makes sense like physically yeah 
Yeah, yeah. It it reminds me a lot of like watching the Olympics and you're like, I could never do that in a million like what what the person is doing is some kind of bizarre human feat. Like, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> and you're yeah. sitting there going like a person did that. They're I'm a person and they're a person and they're doing that. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. And I think maybe that's why I love like watching ballet performances and then even more so World Ballet Day live streams because it's like the Olympics, it's live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Do you find that you have that kind of Olympics effect of, you know, if you watch snowboarding for long enough, you start having opinions about how they're doing it, even though you really don't know anything? Like, are you, are you watching people do ballet and saying like, oh, yes, that was extremely nice or, oh, that that was maybe, you know, they should have put their leg a little bit higher on that one. I, I do hate to say it because I can't do anything to doing, but yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like recently watched a video that specifically did that. It's like nine different performance do nine different variations of the same, like same segment from this ballet. And I'm like, Ooh, I want to see who's the best one. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I, I know you're not supposed to do this on the internet, but I like, I look through the comments and like people also have the same idea. They're like, yeah, I liked her the best because she did this, but this one, you know, her face just didn't seem like focused at all during the whole performance so I didn't enjoy it and I'm like one side of my head I'm just like give them a little more like leniency they're ballet performers Mm -hmm. and then the other half of my brain I'm like oh my god yeah I totally agree of course she was better (laughs) (laughs) a little harmless backseat ballet if you're not actually telling the person these things yeah exactly (laughs) now I'm curious have you like from your history with ballet and from watching these live streams, like when this event happens, have you wanted to dive more into maybe not like learning ballet yourself, but like, have you extended your sort of interest into like more of the minutiae of like the history of all these different companies or, or you know, like those, like the lore, like the of ballet? ballet. Lore. Yeah. <laughs> um, a little bit. I like to see kind of. Instead of the lore of ballet, I do like to see how they will change out ballet, like, principles or first solos, because, mm-hmm. like I said before, they'll, like, re, quote-unquote, replay a ballet it's like Sleeping Beauty, Nutcracker, like, over and over again every year, but they will change out the uh, performers in each one. Mm-hmm. So, like, one year you can have, I think her name is, like, Mari, Marianela Nunez played Sleeping Beauty one year, or Aurora. And then now this year they have somebody named Fumi Kaneko play her instead. So I kind of like to see the progression of like who's playing who, like what's their flavor and how do they like take on this role. Mm -hmm. And I'm not so much into the lore of ballet itself, but like maybe instead like the people behind it. Mm -hmm. Because when I try looking for quote unquote history, I do like to look up old performances of these ballerinas who like used to do competitions in their teens and now are like full fledged career ballerinas. Yeah. If that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you get like name recognition at that point where you're like, oh, that person, like, I know that they've done, you know, these productions before. Like, do you start to grow that kind of familiarity with these like companies and these performers? Yes. And then YouTube will recommend, like, look, this is Fumi Kaneko at 16. I'm like, oh, whoa, she was so young. Look how young she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is really sort of a baffling thing where, like, these the people who are doing that have been doing it their, basically their entire lives. Yeah. yeah. If you want to be a professional, you kind of have to be. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, you do. I I know somebody who was a professional ballerina for a while. And it's definitely like it's extremely competitive and intense. And they definitely have to start extremely young and work on really nothing else. It has to be sort of their whole world uh, to get to that kind of level of, of performance. Yeah, exactly. And I think it kind of shows in these live streams because their instructors, of course, they're much older and they mm-hmm. can't really perform the way they used to when they were uh, younger. Mm-hmm. But you can see the way they hold themselves and the way they walk like they used to do ballet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. And also, I've also seen documentaries of like people who used to do ballet and then don't anymore now that they've like reached kind of the fork in the road. I'm like, do I even want to do this? Or was it just something that like I love to do as a child? You know, mm-hmm. ballet is extremely competitive but i think i hate to say it but it kind of has to be Mm -hmm. but also Mm -hmm. i like do understand like all of the roadblocks and like kind of sour history of like ballet because it is very uh european centric Mm -hmm. sure and like most of the people who do get roles are like light-skinned or white and so like there is like a lot of bad history in ballet if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so i think with that it's like i can admire it all I want but again it's just like any other industry right yeah yeah I mean I think that's fair because you know in in any industry you're talking about some of the people who get to the top of this mountain I mean they're they're there for a reason there's this kind of the industry side of um you know how did this specific person become successful how did they get lead roles but I mean by the time you sort of filtered through that many people there are definitely people who I mean deserve to be there is maybe not quite the right word but you know that you know that they're extraordinary and that they as individuals would be extraordinary artists with the industry aside so like or do you have favorite people like I know you mentioned the one ballerina who you're getting recommended videos for but like do you have a favorite um I don't I don't really, like, follow any one ballerina, mm-hmm. per se. I just, I am kind of enamored with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sometimes, if I watch a performance enough, then YouTube will be like, you love this person, right? And I'm like, sure, now I do. <laughs> yeah. Does that lead to, like, falling down a rabbit hole with, with these sorts of things, where you, you kind of start watching one, and, and before you know it, four hours have passed, and you've watched many videos? Or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. Don't you believe it? Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I do want to ask, when do you find, outside of the actual event, you know, which is obviously like these scheduled live streams, it, it sounds like you visit, you know, you revisit old videos or, you know, go looking for these videos outside of that moment. What kind of feeling are you looking for when you get into those, that mood of like, you know what I could really go for right now is like watching, you know, one of these, these ballet videos. I think it's uh, kind of the joy of what you explained earlier of seeing somebody do like excel, absolutely Mm -hmm. excel in their field of choice, kind of when you talked about the Olympics. Mm -hmm. I think uh, when I seek these videos out, I'm kind of looking at for admiration of these people who are so good at what they do. Yeah. And I think maybe that's like kind of what most people do when they like seek out like maybe movies or like when they have favorite actors because it's kind of like these people are just so good at what they do Mm -hmm. I think maybe that's like it's just it's just watching people perform at their highest and Mm -hmm. I really admire that basically yeah no totally (laughs) I think we'd be remiss if we didn't ask a little bit more since you said that your mother was a ballerina is this something that you connect with her about does it help you connect with her 
not too often. Uh, usually when the live streams are going, which is every October, I'll talk about it with her mm-hmm. and my sister. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's kind of like a weird in-between of like, this is something that she used to do and used to love, but it's been mm-hmm. almost two decades mm-hmm. and then some after she did ballet. So like, I'm not really quite sure what her stance is on current ballet, which is what yeah. I'm into. Versus, like, older ballet, which is, like, what she was into. I'm, like, not quite sure how to discuss it. Not only because it's older, but also my mom is from Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And she learned ballet in Taiwan, in Mandarin. There is kind of a language barrier there. Mm Because, like, I can... Mm -hmm. Maybe I could talk about, like, rondechants or tendus or whatever kind of moves they do in (laughs) ballet. But I'm not quite sure how to talk about something that's more of a um a specialty yeah in mandarin because most of my mandarin is a conversational if that makes sense yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah understandable is there a marked difference between i guess sort of modern ballet and traditional ballet i never really thought about that until you just brought that up uh yeah there is so most new ballet pieces i guess kind of combine like contemporary dance and like i said like tap dance Mm -hmm. and there's also like a segment in Alice in Wonderland that I think combines like elements of belly dance with ballet (laughs) so it's because of like you know the world coming together and sharing like different kinds of dances like ballet has kind of melded into this new form in which they want to contribute all these modern types of dance that probably weren't available back when ballet was invented sure yeah so there is a there is a big difference but People, I think, kind of like to see both, kind of the rehash of tradition and seeing new performances of older pieces and then Mm -hmm. also seeing just like new choreography in general. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm imagining somebody like in the middle of the Nutcracker, like breakdancing, and I'm kind of excited by it, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not quite sure if you'll see that like in World Ballet Day, but I'm sure in like... In other dance conservatories, I'm sure you could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have never thought to seek that out, but now I now I want to. <laughs> now, I, and and we've touched on this, but I guess I just I want to clarify. So this event is it only, or is it is it primarily these large well-known schools, or is it like all, exclusively these uh, well-known schools? Like, are could there be other? I guess more like non-traditional schools that could participate in in this event um or or is this very like strictly the formal institutions so other smaller schools and companies do hold their own like live stream but it's like a little more local Mm -hmm. like the production budget is obviously not quite as high but they do exist okay okay yeah (laughs) so so this really is something that like people can participate in where like like by choice um it's just kind of like the the day that sort of encapsulates it yeah exactly cool cool now i'm wondering if there are ballet tiktoks (laughs) i'm sure there are (laughs) like especially now with like quarantine going on a lot of Mm -hmm. uh ballerinas will like share live streams of like what my day-to-day looks like now that i can't like go into the company and work and like how i keep up with physicality and Mm -hmm. make sure that i'm staying like strong so that after this all ends we can Mm -hmm. go back to performing at our peak performing at our peak performance (laughs) sure sure yeah now my brain wanted to start five sentences um (laughs) 
do you so so we've like talked a little bit about like you talked about this with your sister and those sorts of things but like do you share this with people often or at all um or have you like tried to introduce people into it and you know have like like what has their reaction been like um well i don't try to talk about it that often because i guess in my mind like i am a little shy about introducing like things that I like that I know is not really of popular culture right now because I know I'm gonna be received with like kind of like lukewarm like yeah that's nice sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um, sometimes I do share just because like I get too overwhelmed and I'm like I have to share this with the world it's so cool <laughs> and I do and like people do enjoy them but I am a little bit shy about it because it seems like if um, I were truly to get somebody to get into it I would also need to do a lot more research myself and mm -hmm. I would love it if more people got into it but again I know it's not super popular in mm -hmm. today's culture so I do I am kind of timid about sharing it <laughs> yeah yeah no, that's completely understandable it's that thing of like you want to you know and, and it sort of becomes that like it's become special to you in a way and the way you enjoy it and that very personalized way that you enjoy it because like you said like you aren't you know, you you might have to do more research about it, but in the way in the in the in the right now, you know, you can enjoy it just how you do, like with no you don't you don't need more information. Yeah, exactly. Like I think when I was coming up with this topic, I was really scared. I'm like, actually, I don't know anything about Bailey. I'm not a professional. All I do is like watch YouTube videos and watch these live streams. I'm like, but isn't that kind of the point? Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I was afraid if I came on here and started talking, and I'm like, I don't want anybody to think that, like, my word is final in the world of ballet, <laughs> and I, like, know everything about it. Like, I just like it. Mm -hmm. And I like kind of sharing it when I can, but also knowing that not ballet is not everybody's cup of tea. Right, right. <laughs> So when you, other than World Ballet Day, when you do choose to watch something like this, like what, what headspace are you in or what motivates you to say, I'm going to go to YouTube and I'm going to watch some ballet videos? Like, does it fill a specific hole in your life of this is the thing I do right before I go to bed to unwind or while I'm working in the background? Is there, is there something like that? I definitely watch most of these live streams when I'm working and I want something nice in the background mm -hmm. because... Uh, it's like classical music and like people talking kind of gently is yeah. always really nice to hear. But I also do fall into the trap where like if my eye catches something impressive, I just won't work and I'll just watch the live stream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is very calming to watch these live streams because they will show all these people like dancing very gracefully with nice music in the background. And sometimes they'll have like um, like a narrator kind of narrating over what they're doing. Like mm -hmm. it's time for the warm up, and like you can see these people are taking it very slowly to make sure not to injure themselves when like real class starts up. And it's very relaxing in a kind of non ASMR way or like mid ASMR way because it's not <laughs> ASMR, but it's so they are so gentle about it yeah. that mm -hmm. it has probably like ASMR. Uh, traits. <laughs> sure. There's a very large market for people who work, especially in the arts, just having videos where people talk quietly. You know, not like ASMR quiet, but just like, just quietly. <laughs> just yeah. so you yeah. can have it on. <laughs> exactly. 
And, like, the thing with World Ballet Day is, um, you know how most ballets have, like, a huge symphony filled mm-hmm. with, like, brass strings, everything, and it can be, be very bombastic? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. nice thing about World Ballet Day is that all of the rehearsals, the music comes from one pianist mm. oh, who okay. knows the music inside and out and can start and stop whenever. Yeah. And so that not only, like, saves time and also, like, kind of melds in, like, the music and the performance, because they need to be so interconnected, Mm -hmm. that, like, Mm -hmm. having a live person control the music during these rehearsals is so important. But I also think it's very neat that they they have this, like, world-class pianist just playing in the background of these rehearsals and can start and stop at whatever part of the section of the ballet as needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny, because I was definitely over here, like, not imagining, like, a full symphony during these rehearsals, but I'm like, I don't know, like, a boombox? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which seems, which which in, like, retrospect seems a little wild for, like, a world-class ballet company. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know anything about this, maybe, sure. <laughs> well, I'm sure, like, at smaller, more local companies, they do have sure. that, because not everybody can afford a world-class right. pianist on the rehearsal. <laughs> Some but, people are just firing it up on an iPhone. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, exactly. But like for very high budgeted conservatories, they definitely find it worth it to have a live pianist there. Right. To like right. know exactly what steps to like go in and like where the music should start and stop if the instructor like commands it. And not only that, because uh, ballet performances, or at least the higher budget ones, have live orchestras. I think it's really important that the dancers are dancing to live music mm-hmm. and it's not just like the mm. same track over and over again and that they're more flexible. Like if the orchestra is like a little faster than usual, cause you know, human error, nobody's perfect. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I think it's important to them that there's also somebody live playing music at even just the rehearsals. Yeah. yeah. It removes that variable of like, oh no, you only practice to recordings and now you're in the real space and it's gonna, it's gonna fill the room differently. It's gonna feel different. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's so much about that where it's like, okay, especially with something that's so precise and so like, just so perfect. Like, let's remove as many variables as humanly possible. How about, like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, I'm sure because everybody's schedules are so tight, they wouldn't want to chalk up anything to, like, technological issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you don't want to be, like, mid-jeté and then suddenly there's a Spotify premium ad in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how wild would it be if the pianist just stopped and just, like, started spouting, like, if you subscribe now, you can also <laughs> yeah. buy this, like... Mid-priced mattress. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just imagining like, uh, like the ballet version of a Zoom call where someone's on, like, video cuts out, and it's like, oh no! <laughs> like, I'm, I'm imagining the sort of technical issues that plague, especially our recent moment, and trying to like apply them to like this beautiful art form. <laughs> I'm, I mean, honestly, I'm sure they're used to it. I'm sure they're used to, like, a lot of uh, slip-ups mm-hmm. in, like, mid-performance because it, it happens. Sure. But I'm not sure about, like, I guess we are on uncharted territory. I also don't know how, like, a ballet Zoom call would work. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, I have I have no idea the picture of that. But I also, I think I just really enjoyed the phrase that popped into my head of ballet Zoom call. And I was like, ah, no. <laughs> That's going to be really hard because a lot of these performances, you need to be, like, partnered, too. 
Right. Like, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, because like some moves you can't do unless somebody is holding you or lifting you up. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. A lot of roommates suddenly being pressed into service. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, can you lift uh, <laughs> the full body weight of another human being above your head? <laughs> We just get, we just, everyone invests in, like, heavy-duty Roombas that have, like, stands on them or something <laughs> that can be choreographed to move around at certain moments. I'm getting way too into this <laughs> idea. we want to talk about technological issues. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you, do you have anything? My brain is... I'm, I'm thinking about Roomba ballet now. Uh... <laughs> Good. I'm at TMTM. I'm gonna, you know... I'll find a way to launch that. It'll be a great success. <laughs> now with like all of the memes that like your Roombas are sentient, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a thing that you would see like on YouTube yeah. in a few days. I, I mean, honestly, like we already had battle bots. Like let's let's elevate that art. You could put a little tutu on them. Yeah, ballet bots. <laughs> We've done it. I, I have to go buy a Roomba now and also make it a tiny tutu. <laughs> Now here's the thing though. How would the Roomba wear the tutu? Would it wear it around it, or would it wear it like like wanna, at its waist? I want to say that it's like around its circumference. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like, that's you what don't I was want thinking. it to like run over the very delicate tool and everything. Right, yeah, yeah. pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I've got tool and rhinestones. I'm just saying. <laughs> Do you have a Roomba? I don't have a Roomba. That's the only thing I don't have. <laughs> Well, oh get to it. I like, like I said, I better see this YouTube video in like a few days. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I have another question. Um, and if you have anything, I have one last question. I think I already know the answer, but I, I think it's a, a fair question to ask. Like when you watch people do something, I think people who are extremely good at something. I think every now and then, your mind thinks. Maybe I could be a professional snowboarder and I missed the boat on that one and I should try again, you know? Have you ever thought that when you're watching ballet? Like, well, maybe I could get into it. I mean, not like you're going to become a professional at this point in your life, but have you thought about taking it up again just for fun? Um, I have thought about that. I always think about like, oh man, what if I actually continue my dance classes when I was young and I could do this and everything. Um, I have talked about just maybe like taking very like simple classes for adults, mm-hmm. like we're who have no plans on becoming professional, but like want to dabble in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those do exist. Like I did look up a few, but I'm also quite worried that like, I can't even touch my toes. <laughs> I'm, like, not sure what kind of skill level they're looking for coming into it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I, I do think about doing ballet every now and then, just even if it's very simple and learning the positions, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But on a more serious note, uh, I do play the piano, mm. so I yeah. have been trying to learn, like, different ballets in, like, oh. the piano forms, like, when I was talking about they have pianists do uh, the music, kind of, like, encapsulating the whole symphony into just, like, a piano piece. I have been looking into just trying to um, sharpen my piano skills to learn all of those ballet suites. And I've been learning Capellia, which is one of my family's favorites. Uh, We, (laughs) it's kind of silly. We sing it every time we meet up. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that's really sweet. (laughs) 
and there's like video footage of my dad uh there's video footage my dad took of my sister and i walking down the street like jumping up and down to the beat and singing it <laughs> oh my gosh that's I wonderful love that. <laughs> and so i thought like because i was feeling nostalgic and maybe like a little homesick because i haven't seen my family in a while that Mm-hmm. I am now learning, or trying to learn, uh, Capellia on the piano, and the full sheet was only $7, so I'm on the way to becoming, you know, soon, maybe in a few years, you can see me in World Ballet Day streams on the piano. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so, I'm just kidding, but wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> yeah. No, that's really cool, though, that you can, like, still find a way to, like, express that sort of participation with this thing that you love. Yeah. Just, you know, not through the dance part of it. Yeah, exactly. And I think it still brings me, like, the same amount of joy, and it's something that I already know how to do. Like, I actually continue piano lessons instead of just giving them up, like, ballet lessons. Mm-hmm. So now it's just, like, this is, like, the little piece I can hold, and that makes it more a little more personal to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I'm gonna I'm gonna like arc us into sort of uh of grand finale. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but typically, what we do sort of is is ask people like if you had the opportunity to elevator pitch someone on, hey, I'm really into this. This is why you should give it a shot. You know, how would you do that? So like you ran into someone, you ran into a friend on the street, and they're like, hey, what are you into right now? And you had to sort of pitch them on the idea of, like, getting into, getting interested in World Ballet Day. How would you do that? Hmm. Is it okay if I, like, take a moment to think about that? Absolutely. (laughs) Think about it as long as you need to. Okay. Hmm. Let's see. Um. Oh my gosh, I don't know, because I'm, like, I can take a lot of different avenues, like, oh, I guess, do you like live streams? Do you like dance? I don't know. Um. (laughs) I guess I would say to them that... If you really want to see like a marvel of strength and flexibility and kind of posture and be able to hold yourself up in a very elegant way, but also kind of see like not everybody is like born that way and you get to see like the little minute details of how something like that comes together, not only because of the performers themselves, but also every aspect of it, which kind of embodies, I think, almost every artistic trait from music to set design to art pieces to even like digital videography which is how we are even seeing these live streams in the first place like mm-hmm. i think world ballet day is an excellent place to start and to kind of like let yourself get caught in this very gentle relaxing display of all these things and it's basically very wonderful and very calming to watch and that's kind of what got me into it along with the nostalgia of it being something that my family was into before too no, I think that's good. That's a good pitch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you weren't being you weren't being like graded on that or anything. No, but I no, no I, I that feels good. I I think you did a good job. <laughs> um, and do you do you have a? I do. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I I was earlier going to ask you if you could sort of well Hamilton ballet I guess if if there was a story that you thought people wouldn't think was suited to ballet that you might think would be interesting in that form. But I actually think that maybe I would rather ask you if you woke up tomorrow in some magical universe where you were really good at ballet and there were no physical limitations on what you could or couldn't do. Do you have a dream role that's the one thing you you wish you could do in that fantasy universe? Hmm. 
I think I would love to play the Queen of Hearts in the Alice in Wonderland ballet. I know I've talked about this ballet a lot. I've just <laughs> been watching it a lot recently. Mm-hmm. But it's not only is she like, she's this like weird mix of like elegance and like kind of um, off handle performance because you know how mm-hmm. she can be um, very boisterous and quite like bloodthirsty. I think mm-hmm. it's a really fun role that kind of combines elegance and maybe like off the hook kind of qualities <laughs> yeah 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 well Mimi thank you so much for coming on and sharing this with us yeah this was delightful yeah of course I hope I hope maybe you will delve into just even one world ballet day stream because there are a ton and like a lot of them are very <laughs> long but you don't have to watch like through the three hour ones like there are some that are uh like a lot shorter like 20 minutes I know, I just realized that sounds long, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Lord knows that pretty much everyone right now probably needs a distraction. Yeah. uh, And has probably run through a bunch of stuff on Netflix already, so (laughs) a good option. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And this one doesn't, like, there are no surprises or, like, jump scares or anything to stress about. It's very, (laughs) I mean, ballet kind of holds itself up in its very, like, regal tone, so... I think it's if you're looking for something more relaxing, World Ballet Day streams are perfect. Yeah. Uh, Mimi, where can people find you on the internet? Do you have anything that you want to plug or promote? Um, this is your space, so please feel free to use it. Um, sure. Uh, you can find me at uh, Mimi Misi, M-I-M-I-M-I-C-E-E, on Twitter and Instagram. And if we are doing plugs... A few of my friends and I did just make a game called Baked with Love that you can find on Itch.io. <laughs> I was really hoping you would mention it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, come on. Like... I'd be remiss if I didn't, so. <laughs> it's very good. It's a very good, very cute game, and it is really remarkable what everyone did in the two weeks. Because y'all made it in, like, two weeks, right? Yeah, that's how long the game jam was. Like, it's, yeah. It has nothing to do with ballet, but if you like bakery AUs or like accidentally falling in love and you're also gay stories like (laughs) this is great for you (laughs) fantastic oh great well thank you again yeah thanks so much Um, yeah thank you so much for having me Thanks for listening to Guilty Treasures. You can follow us on Twitter at TreasuresCast. If you have questions or comments, hit us up there or via our email, guiltytreasurescast at gmail.com. Or choreograph an elaborate dance number, which represents your feedback. If you have a moment, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. And if you like the show, tell a friend. Or create a national podcast day that for some reason is also about dance. Until next time, let the dragon in your heart be happy.